Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Every day I'm a getting closer to taking a bath with a fucking toaster. And with that, hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate, where things are a little bit dark. And you're here with me, Selena Spooky Boo. And Joel. Joel Spooky Who. <laughs> Guys, um, life has been freaking awesome in this last week. I, I can talk about it a little bit now because it's been on TikTok. It's been on Instagram. But Joel and I had the coolest opportunity in the entire world. Um, Sam and Colby, the legends, the fucking icons themselves, flew to Canada and invited me to do some haunted like investigations with them. And guys, it was the sickest time ever. Joel, what'd you think? Yeah, it was pretty fun. We went to some of like the most haunted places in Canada and it was just amazing and i honestly i can't say anything better about them they're like the kindest sweetest people in the world sam colby katrina they're amazing and they said they're gonna come on the podcast so i'm really excited about that we can talk about the shit we saw because i'm telling you right now sam actually tweeted it so make sure to head over to his twitter to see it but it something that happened was definitely in their top three of the scariest things that they've ever had happen and it was just such a whirlwind of the night but it was amazing so after being on that haunted trip, of course, we had to jump back into the podcast. And for this one, we are going to be talking about haunted objects around the world. But Joel, I want to hear all your thoughts on the trip. Oh, dynamite. Sam, Colby, Katrina. Cool. Go subscribe to them. They're down to earth. Good time to hang out with. They are so into paranormal stuff. They have awesome ghost hunting equipment. Fun to film with. Awesome. Like, could could not say a bad thing about them, you know honestly. What, you know what blew my mind is, like, the fact that, like, I've been watching them since mine, like, seven years ago, dudes. And I've wa- I watch every time one of their videos comes out. Like, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm watching the countdown on Instagram. And I'm just like, mm. And you see it. And you're like, I wonder what it feels like to be there. And I wonder how they actually do it all. And to just see how, like, 
what is the words? Fucking crazy it yeah, was. I like to see it from, like, to see how the sausage is made as an expression. Yes, but, but like, I, I've, like, I have spent my whole world in the paranormal world. You know what I mean? I've taken some breaks. Some shit has gone down. But honestly, like, being there and seeing this and being close to them, like, I felt like we had good chemistry. I felt like it was a really cool time. But, like, honestly life-changing yeah, like i will I remember this like i remember coming home and just laying in bed and i'm like how can i ever do anything cooler than this ever in my life have you peaked that was my peak it was it's peaked and that can take us like back to our song three two one go every day i'm a getting closer to taking a bath with the fucking toaster just kidding if you are sad and you want to take a bath with the toaster don't you are meant to be here. Good things are going to happen. And call the self-help line. I'm absolutely serious. It's just fun. I like I, singing it. I heard that on TikTok when I was going to the bathroom before I came down here to film this podcast. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, guys, I thought, of course, to start off the very top of haunted items in the world, we're going to start with the Annabelle doll. So, guys, of course, it is located in Monroe, Connecticut inside the Warren's Occult Museum. The doll's name comes from the alleged girl who possesses it. In the early 1970s, a young college student named Donna gave the doll to Ed and Lorraine Warren, now famous, in courtesy of the endowment big screen horror films, um, the pair of paranormal investigators. Originally, Donna received the doll as a gift from her mother, who purchased it at an antique shop. Over time, Donna and her roommate noticed that the doll had tendencies to move, be it from locations throughout the apartment or positions, upright legs, crossed, etc. Later, these realizations escalated. Donna would find notes reading help in the apartment, and one night she even came home to find Annabelle repositioned and covered in a red substance. That is when she decided to contact a medium. Sure-footed in answer, the medium told the girls that the doll was inhabited by a spirit of someone who was killed in this building. However, when their cautious friend Lou voiced concerns that something more sinister was afoot, that was when the story attacked... I screwed up, guys. I'm so sorry. That... Oh, my gosh. That something more sinister was afoot. The story goes that Annabelle attacked and killed Lou when he got up to investigate noises while he contacted the Warrens. The priest, who decided the doll contained a demon, told them that they need to move it to a secure location, inside a glass box at the museum in Connecticut. Fun fact, unlike how it's depicted in the films, which is based on a real life... Literally, the grammar in what I wrote up here is horrible, and I apologize. Fun fact, unlike how it is depicted in the films on which it's based, the real Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll, which I find so interesting and way scarier than the Annabelle. Because everyone has a Raggedy Ann doll at home. And not only that, but like, isn't Raggedy Ann like kind of absolutely terrifying? Mm. To me, I think like the Annabelle doll, I'm like, oh, that looks like a movie prop. But like a full on like Raggedy Ann. And it was funny because I remember going to the antique store um, after Annabelle came out and I found out like who Annabelle like actually was. And um, uh, literally bought one. And then I was like, I just bought this from an antique store. Like, what if this is like an Annabelle-esque vibe like what if demons are like okay everyone's gonna be buying these everyone jump into a raggedy and all but yeah people have like totally taunted Annabelle over the years and like tapped on her like glass door and like kind of like prompted her and they end up like sending letters to the museum because like things happen to them after 
Yeah. And I see, that's one thing that kind of blows my mind. Like growing up, our mom's a collector, Mm -hmm. huge collector. Mm -hmm. And do you think she ever brought anything home? I'm sure she has. Absolutely. Do you remember that one insulator that we kept outside and mom said it had like really bad juju and it was like kept outside on the windowsill? Maybe. You don't remember that? Maybe. Which windowsill? Um, I think it was like the kitchen window salt in a scappy, but when we moved, they brought it and it might even still be out on the back deck. It's like the greeny blue yes. one? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know the story behind that or where it came from. You know what I do know, though? The I whole... think we found it at Pitock or by a train track or something. You you know our, my, our parents' friend, Diana? Mm-hmm. The one day, she's at a flea market and she picked up, for some reason, it was like a voodoo mask. And this mm. is when she was dating that Glenn guy. And okay. they lived in Orangeville in their house, like backed into woods. <gasps> and then for some reason, she just gets bad jujus off this mask. This Glenn guy, tell me why he did this, hung it up in a tree behind their house. And then like the next day or whatever, like Diana sees it like, wow, you got to like, I don't want that there. Get it out of here. And he said for the life of him, he couldn't get the mask down. Like it was like a huge. You know what's weird that you mm. say that? I remember it would have been around the same time period riley telling like that's one of her kids telling us that story about him and courtney seeing like a demon in the hallway that house was weird the one in orangeville yeah it was like there was a huge mansion up the hill and then it was kind of like it used to be like a servant's house or something Mm. but like that whole place had such a weird vibe Uh. yeah anyways i'll go next yeah uh so we got a bunch of stories i haven't read these looked over these like i sat down and selena put the paper in front of me so (laughs) excuse my errors in reading this one is called the goddess of death statue aka the woman from lem Mm. where the royal scottish museum if the first question out of your mouth upon seeing this is what am i looking at exactly the best answer this writer can provide you with at the moment is i don't know Little do I know about the limestone statue, though it pertains to a cursed nature. The artifact was crafted around 3500 BC and was found in Cyprus in 1878. It's like a country, right? Cyprus. Wait, no, Cyprus is Greece, right? I'm just thinking of Cyprus Hill and it's not like a rapper. I think it's in Greece. Insane in the brain! Of the families it belonged to over the generations, each one has been torn apart by death. Within six years of ownership, all seven members of the family had perished who owned it. Once the second owner, Ivor Menucci, acquired it, death came for him and his family after only four years. The statue then vanished for a long time, but when a new third family eventually laid claim to it, several members had died following after afterwards. However, two of the remaining members very wisely donated the artifact to the Royal Scottish Museum. What? That is terrifying. The Goddess of Death statue. Google that one. Yeah. This next one's really short. I'll go for a a double dose here. Yeah. Is that back one go with it? No, that's a different one. Oh, okay, cool. This, This one's really short. It's called The Dark Mirror. The location, Traveling Museum of Paranormal and Oculate. Mm. I've never have you heard of that no I haven't heard of that either uh the world's only mobile museum of the unexplained holds the mysterious reflector which seems to literally take on a life of its own the museum obtained it through its original owner who purchased it while attending a psychic fair in the Columbus area the same owner said they were stuck with very upsetting visions and gazing into the scrying mirror's dark reflection according to the museum visitors also claim to have reported uncomfortable sightings such as corpses when gazing into the reflective glass 
you know it's crazy how something can like do that to you i remember a few years ago i was at the salvation army and there was this doll and i think it was like a tourism doll um she would be like a lady from the bahamas she like just you know had like the look and and the the dress and stuff and the weirdest thing is is after i bought this doll i was it was so clear in my mind that i called her mama I don't know why it was just mama and I remember she spent like a year in this old dresser and then I I started dreaming about her I started dreaming about mama and I pulled her out and I had her on top and it was it was really strange because I started like thinking about her every night and like seeing her in my mind as what she would look like as a person and she really wasn't a bad vibe at all but then came a few months I had these weird dreams about mama and she was telling me like to do bad things and I remember starting to feel kind of a bad juju about it so Adam can actually pertain to this story do you remember this Adam do you remember mama the the doll that we went to go and try to dispose of Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No, that was wild. So like Adam's not even one for this, but like he started catching really weird vibes off this doll too. And it like wasn't always where we put it. So I was like, okay, we need to get rid of mama, but I don't want to donate her. And I don't feel like like throwing her out. And I had like this, like, this was literally the strangest, probably one of our strangest experiences, right, Adam? So we go out into the countryside because I'm thinking I'm going to like put her to rest somewhere, like bury her or something like that. So we pulled to this like little tree area and I go in there, but I just like it's daytime. It's nice out, but something didn't feel right. And I could hear like kind of animal sounds like that could be totally coincidence. So we're driving around trying to find a place to like possibly bury this doll and we see fucking black cats everywhere. Like we had three times when we were out in the countryside, did we have black cats cross us? I remember the first one, I was like, whatever. We see the second one and Adam's like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then bam, the 
the third black cat goes across. I'm like, this is too much. So I ended up actually putting her in a garbage can in inner kip and pouring a whole box of salt on her, Ew. which I know was very strange, but like, it's like I in, just knew what to do, hmm. which was very strange, but, um, it was weird. It kind of felt like something, you know, had kind of put like Annabelle a face forward being kind and sweet and then turned kind of dark. But yeah. It is funny too how just that psychic we saw medium we saw the other day at an undisclosed location was brought up scrying orbs and looking in mirrors and the stars about mirrors. Yeah. Mirrors are mirrors are dangerous. People don't understand. Mm. Like I know like when I'm sick and stuff, I cover all the mirrors in the bedroom and stuff. Hmm. But yeah. So let's get into more haunted items. We have the Hope Diamond. So it is in Washington DC. It, it is forty five carats. It is violet. And it is haunted, perhaps. It is one of the most famous diamonds in the world. So maybe this isn't so surprising. Although many have speculated and there are reports of being a curse, are simple efforts to increase the object's air of mystery. Let's indulge a bit, shall we? In its earliest farm, the diamond, which was most likely cut from a mine in India, is said to have been stolen from a statue. The thief was subjected to an extremely unfortunate death, this kicked off what seemed to be a string of upsetting fates for many of the individuals who owned or even touched it over the years. Jacques Colette died by suicide. Princess de Lambal was killed in a massacre in the French Revolution. And merchant Jean Le Travenier was mauled by wild dogs, just to name a few. You can breathe a sigh of relief, though, because since Harry Winston donated the diamond to the, Mytho- the Smithsonian in 1958, the alleged curse seems to have abated. So that's good. And that's totally creepy. 45 like, carats. Can you imagine? How much even is that? That's bananas. That's an engagement ring. <laughs> that, that, that's a big engagement ring. Next up, we have the terracotta, the terracotta army. Okay, so I think this is a painting. Okay, so maybe this one isn't so much as cursed as the harbinger of extremely unfair situation, but I'll let you decide. Farmers discovered the iconic terracotta figurines of warriors, chariots, and horses, which depict the army of the first emperor of China in 1974. Okay, so they're statues. The works of art were buried with the emperor in 210 BC to commemorate his empire, and the area has since become a destination for travelers around the world to cross off their bucket lifts. Over time, though, the farmers and the land they lived off of became overshadowed by the government, businessmen, and third-party officials who wanted nothing more than to gaze and profit upon the warriors. And, wouldn't you know it, the farmers did not receive a dime for the find. In fact, their 2,000-year-old village, which originally believed that disturbing the army would cause misfortune, was, sure enough, unfortunately, claimed by the state and demolished only to be substituted for gift shops. Ew. Yeah, the terracotta army is incredible for everyone who doesn't know. It's the emperor's, like his entire army was made out of, I think, clay or whatever, like, you know, 2000 years ago. And each soldier, like they weren't mass produced. Each soldier has different facial hair, has different facial structure. Like it's a replica of his army created. And it's huge, like multiple chambers underground with like probably over a thousand statues, chariots, war wagons, cannons, and a lot of artwork. And I have heard before, you know, but like you unsettle the dead and you get cursed. It makes sense. Like look at King King Tut, right? Mm. And all the people that had to do with him died these crazy deaths. 
Yeah. This next one's really short. A phone number. Whether you consider this an object or not, it's not up to you. I'm on the team object in brackets. But it was just too wild to leave off the list. In short, several people who have had the phone number 0-888-888-8888, which is zero and a bunch of eights, have died in a pretty intense fashions. The number's first holder from Mobitel CEO Vladimir Grashinov died of cancer just at 48 in 2001. The number was then passed to a Bulgarian mob boss who was shot and killed in an assassination attempt in 2003. After that, the number became the businessman Konstantin Dishlevs, who's who, until he was fatally shot outside a restaurant in 2005, the number was then suspended after that, and the mobile phone company did not provide details as to why. Let's call it. What is it? Ready? Yeah, hold on. We're going to do this for fun. What if we get killed? We're this not. is the kind of content we make for you guys. Yeah, okay. Ready? Zero. Zero. Eight. 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 Eight, 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 eight. So, read it back. I put a one in front of it because we're calling out of the country. We have to do that in Canada for long. Zero, eight, 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 eight. Yeah. Six. Sorry. There's nine eights with a zero in front. Yeah. That's right. We cannot complete your call as dialed. Please check the number and try your call. So they did get rid of the number. Look at that. I didn't want to get killed, anyways. I don't want to die. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the next one. The Devil's Rocking Chair. In 2019, I purchased a Macar object for the Haunted Museum, dubbed the Devil's Rocking Chair. It is unknown of origin, but was passed on from the Glatzel family in the early 1950s. It was simply a piece of household furniture until the summer of 1980, when it became the center of tragedy that struck the family. The sinister relic became a part of America's most notorious exorcisms, which involved two demonic possessions and an internal murder, an eventual murder. It is believed that the chair quite literally was cursed by the devil. The horror began in 1980 when David Gladsell, 11, became possessed by a demon. One night, he woke up screaming, claiming that he had just been visited by a man with big black eyes, a thin face and animal features, jagged teeth and pointy ears, horns and hooves. David was, everyone agreed, not the kind of kid who liked scary movies or who was likely to make things up, and he was visibly shaken by this experience. He became withdrawn and quiet. His older sister, Debbie, asked her fiancé, Arnie Johnson, if, she, if he would stay with the family for a while to see whether it would help David, if it would help David get out of his depression. Arnie, of course, agreed, but things didn't get better. David reported more nightmares about the terrifying man who promised to take his soul. Odd scratches and bruises began to, be, began to appear on the boy, and all injuries seemed to happen while he was asleep. Odd sounds, which Arnie couldn't explain, were heard in the attic. Worst of all, David became to claim that he was now seeing the beast while he was awake. He was always seen sitting in the family's rocking chair, which the beast now claimed as his own. David was the only one who saw the beast in the chair, but the family's members, members often saw it rocking back and forth, seemingly under its own power. The family first saw it rocking back and forth under its power and then called the priest to bless the house. 
It didn't help. In fact, it made things worse. The sounds in the attic got louder. David's visions increased, and he began to hiss at his family and speak with multiple voices. He began to quote The Paradise Lost, a book that most 11-year-olds aren't exactly familiar with. During the night, someone had to stay up with David, who woke every 30 minutes, sometimes having seizures. Desperate for help, the Gladsells called Ed and Lorraine Warren, who began making regular visits to the home, bringing more priests with them and performing exorcisms. Many of those exorcisms took place while David was seated in the rocking chair. The chair itself moved about the house on its own, mysterious disappearing and reappearing in different places. Most incredibly, it levitated on numerous occasions in full view of witnesses, including the Warrens, clergy members, and shocked family members. It happened once David was sitting during an exorcism. After a final exorcism, the demon left David. He soon began to show signs of improvement. However, his sister's fiancé, Arnie Johnson, was not so lucky. Apparently, the demon had left David and entered him. He started making the same kind of growls and hisses that David made, as well as slipping into trances for a period of months before killing his landlord, Alan Bono, with a five-inch pocket knife, stabbing the man over and over as Debbie watched. Bono died a few hours later in the hospital, and Johnson was picked up by the police two miles from the murder scene. Eight months later, Johnson appeared in court with a plan to enter a plea of not guilty due to demonic possession. For the first time in American legal history, demonic possession was used as a reason for murder. It didn't work. Judge Robert Callahan refused to accept the plea since there was no evidence to show that Johnson was possessed. Johnson eventually went to prison for his crime. He was found guilty on first-degree murder on first-degree manslaughter and received a 10- to 20-year sentence, although he only served five. Arnie and Debbie married after he was released. For many years after the horrifying events of 1980, the rocking chair remained in storage. When the Glatzel family later moved, it went with them. <coughs> However, over time, it became apparent that there was something very wrong with the chair. Whoever sat in the chair, whether innocently or because they knew its strange history, were suddenly stricken by incapacitating sciatica or abnormal back problems. Some were so bad they required surgery. One's close family member was unable to walk upright for more than 10 years after testing the legend of the chair. Today, the Devil's Rocking Chair is at the Haunted Museum. There are stains on the original cushion from holy water and blessed oils that were a part of the exorcism conducted by the Catholic priests and Ed Warren. An evil presence surrounds and even before it was on display. It was already causing problems in the building. Soon after it arrived, doors at the museum began shutting themselves and locking. Light switches physically turned off, and it created a terrible tension between the staff members in the area where the chair was stored. I also heard from the shipper who picked up the rocking chair from the Glatzel house that he told me he was plagued by terrible nightmares after coming into contact with it. Like the other cursed items at the Haunted Museum, the Devil's Rocking Chair will be safely displayed so that it creates the least amount of havoc in the building. Even so, there remains a chance that the menacing aura that surrounds it will have an effect on those who are brave enough to visit it. I'm reading this. I totally realize it's the newest Conjuring movie. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And it was a really good movie. So if you guys want to hear, uh, you guys want to see a theatrical version of that story, it's that it's the new Ed and Lorraine like Conjuring movie series. Man, you know how much I love rocking chairs? I love rocking well, chairs. Well, now your rocking chairs are haunted, so what are you going to do? Well, I, you know what comes to mind? <laughs> no, tell the story. Tell the story. Which one? I know what you're thinking about. Yeah. You don't know what I'm thinking about. The house. What am I thinking about? The abandoned house. In our town, there's like a... Four, like, everyone knows what the highway is, right? There's like a highway. There's like this on-off ramp. I would take this on-off ramp every day for years, going to work and back before I worked for Selena. And uh, there's an old farmhouse... It's like the first house from the on ramp that I've been would abandoned take. our whole lives. It's, it's been abandoned for a hundred years. It's an old farmhouse and it's completely decrepit. There's no windows. The inside is junk, but on the front porch is a rocking chair. <laughs> and for years, I told Selena, one of these days, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to take that rocking chair because I like, I love rocking chairs. But uh, the one day, I don't even know, like driving by. It's maybe that's a that good thing. That could dude. be that chair. Dude, maybe it's a good thing. And then I was also thinking of the rocking chair in the basement, which is grandma's. That Actually, I've one. seen that move. I, I love that rocking chair. I remember chair. after grandma passed away, we were clearing out the house and I went into the room and that chair was moving. But I'm sure somebody had just hit it because we were in there. But like, I was still like, <gasps> Grandma, what's I up? Love that you know what I heard before? I don't even know who. It was one of the guys Zoli worked with, got married like later in life, and his mom. He was like 50. So his mom, you know, was senior. She had a rocking chair she loved, but she'd passed away before the wedding. It was like an outdoor wedding, like sort of in a field. And they put the rocking chair like up on the hill. The rocks, like she was there. Bro, that's too much for me. I have a question for you. How do you say this word? Dibbick. Dibbick. You obviously looked at this before. I know a lot about Dibbick boxes, actually. Ready? Dibbick. Dibbick. Yeah. According to Jewish folklore, a dibbik is a dark spirit box that takes over the bodies of the living people and uses it for evil. Legend has it that the dibbik can be trapped inside of a box and prevented prevented from causing mischief, unless the box is open, that is. Several years ago, a dibbik box shown in the following figure came up for sale on eBay. The seller listed a vintage wine cabinet that came from an estate of a woman who survived a World War II concentration camp. Probably a Jewish woman. The seller, an antique dealer named Kevin Manis, claimed that the first owner's granddaughter was terrified of the box, warning him and her warning him that her grandmother said that it's a dibbick. After buying the cabinet, he was plagued by a series of unfortunate events and reoccurring nightmares of an old hag that would brutally attack him, causing him to wake up with bruises on his bodies. He also experienced an overpowering stench of cat urine in his home. Tragically, his mother suffered a stroke while opening the box. He surprisingly decided to get rid of it. There's a photo of it here. It looks like two doors on top of a drawer with like a nice handle, like old school looking. The box eventually ended up in the hands of a Missouri Medical Museum director, Jason Haxton, who was skeptical about the powers of the attributed to the box, but he soon changed his mind after acquiring the box because he began to experience a series of medical maladies, including bleeding from the eyes, strange rashes. He also began to dream of being attacked by an old hag, and he would also wake up with bruises on his body. 
Kevin Manis told that while the box was in Haxton's basement, a man died there and his body was found lying next to the box. He eventually became so unnerved by the box that he reached out to scientists and rabbis who instructed him to build a wooden ark lined with 24 karat gold, place the box inside and bury it in the ground. The box was opened during that time and it was owned by Jason Haxton. He retrieved it from its burial site for a special appearance on my television show, Deadly Possessions. I arranged to have the box placed in the containment room so that Kevin Manis, the previous owner, could confront his fears about the box. When he opened it, he found the contents were intact. There was a dried rose, two coins from the 1920s, a small gold kiddish wine goblet, two locks of hair, octopus-legged candlestick holder called Shabbat, an engraving of the word Shalom, which means peace in Hebrew. When Kevin opened the box, the lights in the beginning the, in the building started to flash. Strange sounds were heard, and strangest of all, Kevin turned to face the wall. He got a very weird expression on his face. His voice changed. He started to recite about a shadowy man, then started speaking in tongues and making bizarre whistling sounds. He was sweating profusely and placed it he was sweating profusely and began to cough uncontrollably. I purchased the Dybbuk box from Jason Haxon and placed it on display in the Haunted Museum because of its sinister nature. Only visitors over the age of 18 who had signed a waiver were allowed to see it. During that time it had been on display, there have been people who have fainted, become dizzy, even sick. Visitors have also witnessed a shadowy cloak figure that have been seen passing directly through the closed doors of the room where the box is on display. One of my tour guides has had her face shoved into the case that holds the box by an unseen force. Ew. Ooh. In 2018, my friend, singer-songwriter, Post Malone, visited the Haunted Museum. During his visit, we were there together in, in the Dybbuk box room and both heard the unmistakable sound of a little girl's voice. Moments later, something began to affect us. The sensation prompted me to remove the protective case from the box. Something was telling me to open the box. After a tense moment between post and myself i touched the box i began to panic and scream and cry and hyperventilate passing through my body sorry hyperventilate concerned post reached out and touched my shoulder when he did i felt something pass through my body when we left the museum post saw the dark shadowy figure that so many people had encountered following us out Ooh. the next day he sent me a photo of a mysterious bruise that had appeared on his arm after his visit he was involved in an emergency landing of his private jet his car was involved in an accident and armed robbers targeted his home in san francisco that they believed he was in i believe that a curse from the box affected him on a series of three events on halloween in 2018 ghost adventures aired live special from the haunted museum when i planned to open the dybbuk box myself during that time i had owned the box i had been too cautious to open it because the events had transpired within the past few years i had planned to open the box on live television but in the end i could not i'm a very empathetic empathic person after empathic person after the many cases that i've been involved with my body has become a sort of tuned instrument when it comes to the paranormal i believe the dybbuk box was aware that we were on live television that night and it had no interest in performing it does things on its schedule on its own time not according to your clock I felt as though that the energy in the room started peaking, and it was overwhelming. I could feel that something very bad would have happened if I did open the box. It was affecting many people in that room that night, and people watching it on television couldn't understand the seriousness of what was happening. I did not want to sacrifice our safety and health just for the sake of entertainment. In mostly influencing myself, Aaron, electronic engineer Gary Gallagher, 
Galka and renowned psychic medium Chris Fleming. In addition, other things that were happening for the for, with the production itself that I felt were trying to prevent the box from being open. This became apparent when Gary Galka and Chris Fleming began receiving some very disturbing messages using different pieces of communication equipment. I believe the Dybbuk box disturbed and disrupted that everything that we were trying to do and it worked. I made a very abrupt decision in the end to leave the box unopened. A lot of people questioned my decision, but I know I did the right thing. I know that the Dybbuk box had what the Dybbuk box had done to me and I know what it has done to others and I know what it has done to my friends. The coincidences of what's gone through the curse are too coincidental to ignore. The box remains on display at the Haunted Museum, where it's regularly seen by thousands of visitors who come to experience it every month. Approach at your own wit risk. I say from experience. I have a bizarre connection to this Dybbuk box. It will pull me into that room, and sometimes I talk into it, whispers and words that I don't understand. Sometimes I cannot even open the door to the room, and other times I feel I cannot control it. It's a very strange relationship I have with this Dybbuk box, and at some point, perhaps, I'll be able to truly understand jeez dybbuk box that's wild i remember this movie i'm trying to remember what it's called and it's about a girl who gets a dybbuk box and it's crazy i've never heard of a dybbuk you box. should watch you should watch this movie i guess it'd be too scary for you but like it is really cool and you should check it out that was intense wow well, do you, like yeah do you, do you well, have a dybbuk box i don't um but I've seen weird shit. And sometimes, like, I've been at a yard sale and I've, like, seen, like, a little tin full of stuff. And I'm like... But usually they're wooden boxes. They're sealed with wax. They have some shit in it. Mm. But, like, this movie, I'm trying to remember what it's called. But, like, I'll find it. It's really, really good. If I could explain what it looks like, I don't know, like, say, four feet high, two feet wide. Like, two doors that open up with a drawer in the bottom. It looks like a wine case. Really. It looks like a wine case? Yeah, Listen to this. I found a haunted number, and I want to read it to you, and then we'll decide if we're going to call it or not, okay? okay? Yep. A lot of numbers, a lot of rumors surround this number, the freakiest of which insists that it's so-called a red room number. The number which allegedly can be used to track down the physical location of people who either call the number themselves or answer the calls they receive from it, after which they're kidnapped, brought to a red room, tortured, and killed, or both. These alleged torture sessions and murders are said to be broadcast over the deep, the deep dark web. I can assure you, though, however, that this number is not a Red Room number, as far as I know. Red Room numbers don't even exist. They're just an urban legend. A legend which notably forms the premise of the video game series Welcome to the Game. Indeed, it's not totally clear how this number gained reputation for being a Red Room number in the first place, but it's the clearest link I'm able to find. Um... So then it says, what is it? Because it's still a really weird sounding. When you call it, you hear a recording of demonic voices. Someone saying, all is well, that ends well. And a spooky music box can be connected to something, right? Okay. Do you want to call it? Yeah, of course. Once again, risking our life. What the heck? Uh, that's spooky. All's well that ends well. 
I mean, I know people said this about for like you know, like promotion mm-hmm. for movies and stuff like that. So I'm not too worried about these. But like, could you imagine, guys, if I go missing? Oh my god, you guys better make me so famous if I go missing for some shit like that. It'll be in a red room somewhere. <laughs> right. Coincidentally, Selena and I go missing tomorrow night. No, <laughs> guys, that's literally scary. Okay. The Myrtle's Plantation Mirror. So, Joel, this is somewhere I want to go with you. Oh, it's local? No, this is New Orleans. It, well, it's not New Orleans, but it's it's Louisiana, I'm pretty sure. Um, I really want to go there with you. A lot of YouTubers and stuff have gone there, and I just feel like it'd be really, really cool for us to go. 100,000 likes. <laughs> we should, like, make a deal. Okay, guys. If you want us to go to the Myrtle Plantation, what, what should we do? How do we do this? We will go to Myrtle Plantation in New Orleans for. If you literally get my YouTube subscription up to a million subscribers. Okay. YouTube subscription, one million subscribers. We will go to To the the Myrtle Myrtle Plantation Plantation. in New Orleans. Yes. Send this video to your friends. Okay. Known as one of America's most haunted homes and the alleged site of many, as many as 10 murders, this antebellum mansion in St. Francisville, Louisiana, also boasts a highly mysterious mirror. Purchased by the home's owner and sometime three or four decades ago, the mirror is said to contain the ghost of Sarah Woodruff, the original mistress of the house and her children. Custom dictates that mirrors should be covered when someone dies, so that the soul of the deceased doesn't get caught in the mirror instead of ascending to heaven. Apparently, at Sarah Beth's death, the mourners abandoned the, transi- the tradition. Now, visitors at the Myrtle's Plantation have reported seeing handprints materialize in the mirror and long drip marks with no amount of cleaning can remove. Dun dun dun! Next up, we got the haunted wedding dress. In 1849, wealthy Anna Barker fell in love with a low-class steelworker, but her class-obsessed father, Elias, forbade the marriage and drove Anna's beloved away from their hometown of Altona, Pennsylvania. Anna died a bitter and broken-hearted woman. Eventually, the Barker mansion was transformed into a museum, and visitors could view Anna's unused wedding dress inside the glass case in her bedroom. Reportedly, the garment is haunted often seen moving on its own inside or shaking violently within the glass case. The mansion is also reported it is also reportedly the site of other hauntings. David Sparkers, Anna's brother, was killed in a steamboat accident in the winter of 1852. Screams have been heard from the basement where David's body was stored until the ground thawed enough for him to be buried. Isn't it wild to think that when people died back in the day, they did shit like keep them in their basement? <laughs> like, think of the winter. Like, that is crazy. Like, oh, we have to wait till the spring. And you can, like, keep going down and seeing them. Just put them in the shed with loonies on their eyes. Right. Anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Haunted Items. I love talking about this kind of stuff with you guys. Um, I have been mailed shit that is haunted. I have been, I have bought stuff that is apparently haunted. I have been through a lot of haunted shit. And this is the kind of stuff I like reading about. We all have our own experiences. But, guys, in closing, I have to say, don't fuck with the dead. <laughs> We fuck with Dead Look a little bit, but that's okay. But anyways, guys, I love you. And no matter what you're going through in this world, please understand that you are supposed to be here and everything can change tomorrow. Thank you. Love you. Stay cool, Boo Crew. Mwah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. 
whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.